0: hello everyone this is jacob johnson fullback for the new england patriots favorite fan and that is bryson here with of course jacob johnson's 1a 1b favorite fan and that's that's lb hello lb how's it going man i really appreciate fullbacks like me and we can ride this wave people cannot believe in jacob johnson they can say the season's over because james evelyn's out but you know what lb i believe in jacob johnson and i believe in you how are you sir I'm good. I'm
1: good. I, uh, it's funny. It's, I like, I like the lead, you know, full backs. Like, uh, I, I, I like to always remind people, you know, by my scene, I, I'd always been like a wing back, like a pretty, pretty type of back, like a wing back, running back. And my senior year, they're like, you know, cause I started running back was just really good. And like, there was, wasn't really much of a chance for me to get carries, but the coaches were like, dude, you like this kid just like loves to hit people. It was funny because I at the time was like five, seven, five, eight. And our running back was like six, two. And They were like, we're just gonna put you at fullback, and you're just gonna like hammer people for them. I was like, hey, all right, that works. So it was always the funniest thing that like the fullback was smaller than the running back. But I was, you know, I was pretty into lifting and stuff, so like I was still pretty jacked. I had the guns, you know. But I used to actually love playing fullback. Man, you get to hammer people. You get to just smack into linebackers who are going full speed. So it was like, it's like a train collision. Just every time you smack into somebody, it's a blast. And truthfully. I was reading more about Johnson today, and there were quite a few people around the NFL apparently that felt like his, his tape was good enough to make you know just about any team at fullback. But you know, not a lot of teams carry fullbacks, not a lot of demand for fullbacks. The Patriots obviously already had their fullback, but at this point, with it being a neck injury for Devlin, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson is you know, their future fullback going forward.
0: Oh, I love to hear it. Let's just go ahead and get into it, Ob, because our very good friend that we love very much—he rocks the neck roll. Kind of makes me wonder if he like has had any past neck problems. But he's the man, and that's James Devlin, multiple-time Super Bowl champion. He does a whole lot for the Patriots. He's on IR, and now, so there's three Patriots, really important Patriots on IR: James Devlin, Nick O'Harey, Isaiah Wynn, and for me. I would rather the Patriots bring back Nikhil Harry and Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn because he's the best tackle on their roster, obviously. And they spin a first-round pick on him. Obviously, I hope they bring him back. And also Nikhil Harry because our good friend Josh Gordon is like not to be trusted, but also to be trusted because we love him. But you just never know. And Julian Edelman got hurt this last week. Julian Edelman's 33 Injuries can happen at any time, and I would love to have Nikhil Harry back, and I think he's going to be very special for the Patriots' offense. And you touch on it, LB. I have full confidence in Jacob Johnson. The Patriots are going to coach him up. He's got Scar. He's got Bill Belichick. He's got plenty of really smart guys around there, and he's apparently a really smart guy. He's a freak athlete. You know, when he splits out wide, he's not going to look like a former defensive end like James Devlin. He's going to probably look like an athletic player. So maybe he actually has a couple catches and looks kind of nice. You know, it might take some take some time for him to uh, fully learn the playbook or get adjusted to everything else, but I think he'll be a decent player, solid player with some upside. What about you, LB? What do you think about Devlin going to IR?
1: I know that some people were upset the other day when um, Bedard, Greg Bedard said that, um, you know, get out of here with that stuff, you know saying that he was such an important player and I get it people you know we we grow we as fans we we love our players man we see James Devlin with the neck roll going out there and you know we love him he's got the beard he shaved his head this offseason so he was just looking you know badder than ever and, and you know we love these guys for what they do you know we're we're always grateful but at the same time you know you, you have to look at it and say they didn't just lose you know they didn't just lose Mike Allstott here it's not like he changed everything they do on offense. You know, he was a great fullback. He was a really good player. Um, so you try to say it respectfully because, you know, like you said, we appreciate what he does. We appreciate everything about James Devlin. But um, it's not – I've seen people say that this is why the run game struggled and all that, but, I mean, I, I don't think a fullback was – Changing much what we saw last week. I mean, the Jets' defensive front pretty much dominated the Pats' offensive front most of the game, um, with the exception Burke had looked pretty good though. I just, you know, you you had a tweet about it perfectly earlier. You said in 2019, if your team is devastated from losing a fullback, then you probably weren't competing anyways. So it's no offense to Devlin, but i I think that Jacob Johnson can do. He can be fine. You know, he can be a fine player. He might be the fullback of the future at this point. We know the Patriots will always pretty much carry a fullback. They love to have that fullback in there. And if you watched him in preseason, man, he, he, he hits people. And honestly, that's half the battle at that position. Uh, you just got to be willing to hit people. He's kind of one of those guys that uh, I think he's what from Germany, I believe. Um, he played a couple years of college ball here, whatever. His situation's a little bit different than most. He's he's the type of guy that you kind of want to have at fullback because he's just you're just gonna put him on the field you know you're gonna have to teach him up a little bit so he understands you know what his what his assignments are and all that stuff but I mean you put a guy in front of him and tell him to hit that guy I think that he's probably perfect for what you want for that because he's a huge dude he's gonna smack people I think he'll be fine um, I don't think losing James Devlin will have a big I mean I. It probably has a, a small impact early on, but I mean, I don't know. What does what that impact two 2%? Two I, I don't know. It's, it's just a funny thing. It's no offense to James Devlin, but I think Johnson's going to be great. And he might be the future guy here for fullback.
0: Obi, I'm literally standing up applauding right now. You're just preaching right now. Everything that <sighs> is that you just said, I heavily agree with. We must trust our dear friend, Jacob Johnson, as he goes through the dear long battles of an NFL season.
1: Patriots legend, Jacob Johnson. Absolutely. We're still trying to figure out how to, what, what is it you think his name might be? Because we're still not positive how to say his name.
0: I don't know. We usually on this podcast, we don't get people's names right. That's just, <laughs> that's just what we do. So until, and actually, I don't care to get his name right because until he makes a play, you know, I don't care to know who he is. That's kind of my motto. So I don't care if he's Hacoub. The- I don't know who's the
1: guy that uh, that they drafted. You kept you kept saying I know it was Jawan Williams, but you kept saying it a certain way.
0: Oh, Alonzo, Alonzo called him Joe Juwan because it, I guess because Alonzo's Spanish speaking, so he sees the he I don't know, but he called him Joe Jawan. <laughs> so then I just start calling him Joe Jawan so, Joe like, Jawan. He, he called him his name's freaking Jawan.
1: <laughs> JoJuan. I love that. JoJuan Williams.
0: <laughs> Insane. I have that's another, actually I, funny. I have another player that LB that you like very much and that he may or may not have requested a trade, and that's Stephon Diggs.
1: To me, Stephon Diggs is like... He reminds me a lot of his... his he who I don't even want to say his name anymore, but he reminds me of this particular Patriot who wore the number 17 here for one, one game. He reminds me of him in ways, obviously, I mean... You know, number 17 was probably the best wide receiver in the game. But Diggs is, in my opinion, similar in ways. Probably probably not. Maybe it's just in my head. But I feel like they almost play similar. But he's more of the – Diggs is more of like the poor man's version of that. Um, no offense to Diggs. He's a great player. I know it sounds always sounds disrespectful when you call somebody the poor man's version of somebody. I don't know anybody that would probably like that. But I feel like he would be awesome in this offense. I know that um, – you love these situations. So, what's your, what what would you do to get this player in, in a Patriots uniform right now, Bryson?
0: What would I do, Obie?
1: Yeah, yeah. What's what are you doing? You gotta. I know that we got we gotta make some cap. It sounds like the Patriots. I think somebody said they only have like two million in cap space. Um, they'd have to make some moves. Let's say that they had to move a veteran player. Uh, I don't know. In, in general, what would you do?
0: <laughs> My first I mean, thought is Tom Brady because Jared Stidham is very good. idiot idiots. How mad was Bill <laughs> Belichick, by the way, and Jared Stidham? <laughs> hey, I mean,
1: how mad can you be? The guy threw a touchdown pass. So, I mean, he can't be playing that bad. He did throw a touchdown pass, technically. That, that You know what's funny, dude, is that, like, two, as soon as he came in, in, in our Patriots chat, I said – We'll see Brady again. Sometimes I said, you know, we might still see Brady again. I said, Belichick does this, and they were like, "Why would Brady play again? That's dumb." I was like, "Well, Belichick has been known to—he'll—he'll he'll take he will take Brady out for a play. He'll take him out for two plays and then put Brady back in." and then they'll ask him they'll say you know well why why do you do that and he says well you're simulating the situation where it could happen where a quarterback needs maybe his helmet gets messed up and his helmet gets knocked off and he has to leave the field for a play because remember you know that's an actual rule if your helmet comes off you have to come off the field for a play and he said you know situation could happen where he has to go back in after that and it was all bullcrap because it actually occurred after Matt Castle threw that pick six and they said why did Brady come back in the game and instead of basically saying because Matt Castle sucks and he threw a pick six this was back in 2007 mind you when the patriots were just absolutely just blowing teams out remember castle he threw the pick six in like a 48 to like 11 game down in miami and he threw that pick six and bill immediately just yanked them brady was back in we saw that again this weekend it was it was like as soon as i said it i said oh man now we're definitely gonna see brady again something's gonna happen stidham's gonna mess up and and it's funny because that's like Bill's way of letting a young player know you made a mistake and now you're done for the day, you know, and I know it it's him, He probably needs reps, but he learned his lesson that quick. If you get another chance to go into into an NFL game and you throw a pick six, you're sitting the rest of the day. I don't care if the score is whatever you will sit the rest of the day. So it was probably a good learning lesson for some of these young guys, too.
0: Yeah, it probably was. And Jared said him the future heir. Who's gonna spank Tom Brady when he's next year? When Tom Brady's in Tennessee? Wait, who said that? <laughs> Wait, what? Tom Brady in Tennessee? Whoa, next year? Oh, okay. No, be, I love I love Stephon Diggs. I think he's better than Adam Thielen. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL. He's the true number one, and he fits the Patriots offense a lot more than Josh Gordon does. Like he's a yep. way better route runner. You can put him inside, outside. He's very quick. I just love him. Like he's, he's amazing. Like he does all the stuff Edelman does, but he's way faster. I love Stephon Diggs. I don't know. I don't know how they could make it work cap wise, but I I would be willing to part with picks, very high picks, because I mean the Patriots just drafted Nicky Nick Harry in the first round, and I just think of it as the same way, except for I pay a little bit more for a player with a first round pick because I know automatically that he is good and you could possibly part ways with him maybe next year. I don't know how his contract works. But the Patriots could win a Super Bowl and just dole him off like Brandon Cooks. They could do that or they could just keep him because Julian Edelman's 33 and Stephon Diggs would be like a really good post Julian Edelman playing, like a really good one.
1: I like what you just said too because uh, that number 17 guy who was just here, he was playing inside, he was playing outside. We mostly saw him inside the patriots love having two guys that they can put inside they can put Edelman on the inside on one side have another guy inside on the other side they can go with a big wide receiver they, you know what i mean they get so creative where they can have two guys that can work the in the middle of the field and it's just such a useful tool for them oh it looks so good against miami i would i would absolutely just love to see stephon diggs in this offense i think that you would see I think he would be used similarly to to that guy that we just saw that was here. You know, truthfully, I do. Um, now, he's obviously probably not quite as good, but in the Patriots offense, all of a sudden he looks like <laughs> – he would be I think he would be fantastic in the Patriots offense truthfully and then you have Gordon and you have Edelman and all of a sudden he's not getting quite as much you know with Thielen on the other side like you said I know you feel that he's the the real number one um as opposed to Thielen Thielen just got a big deal and I believe that Diggs is still waiting on his or he already got his he's still waiting on it right
0: no he got his
1: Diggs got his too correct yeah I know Thielen did okay so so what is so his contract situation would they have him under control for a couple years here, essentially?
0: Well, Ob, um, that sounds like a question for Pat's Cap equals two million. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God! Oh yeah, your 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 good friend Pat's Cap. Pat's Cap equals two million. Oh my god! I love when people will tag like people be like, "These are the best accounts," and somebody tags, and I'm like, "I know that you're just like punching the keyboard." (laughs) It's
0: actually, I don't know, I don't know. A lot of people love Pat's cap, and he does a a thing, but I just, he just rubs me the wrong way. Okay, all right. So here's 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 Stephon Diggs' contract. So this year, his cap hit is twelve point five million which if you if you already if you trade for him I'm pretty sure his cap hit would change because it's in the season and 2020 14 2021 15 next year 15 then 12 and after this year LB you could cut him with 9 million which would be insane but after the next year you could cut him with only 6 million in dead cap so you essentially could get Stefan Diggs for 3 years 26 three years 31 million for stefan diggs that's wrong three years 42 million for stefan diggs and you could cut him you could cut him or you could get rid of him after his 2021 27 year old season which if you're going to keep him why would you cut him but you could trade him whatever is. but his dead cap is manageable and his cap it for a wide receiver if you think about edelman's cap it it's 10 million right now they gave him a raise but i would be all for taking on this cap it and and parsing ways with some picks, maybe a young player for Stephon Diggs because he is that good. What do you think, LB? I think it's
1: I think it's very obvious that they certainly want another wide receiver. They just took on one of the biggest clowns in the NFL. Uh, it obviously didn't work out because the talent was there. Diggs. As far as I know, obviously requesting a trade is always kind of a bad look for any player. But um, as far as I know, he's never been a real like, you know, pain or or any type of. I've never known him to be a diva. I, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like there's been something with him, but I don't think it was anything really that serious. But I mean, I think it's obvious they want another wide receiver, and I just can't think of. As soon as you hear Stephon Diggs, you immediately think. I'm sure everybody around the NFL immediately thought, oh, God, Patriots. That's That's got Patriots written all over them. I know there's something that you kind of reported on back before the draft. The Patriots were interested in those Vikings wide receivers. They were interested in Sanu. They've been sniffing around for another wide receiver now for months and months and months. They finally got one, didn't work out. So I can't imagine that they want to just say, hey, we're, never mind, we're all done trying to find a wide receiver. I feel like that wouldn't make sense. I feel like they should, that they should definitely still be in the market for just about any name that pops up. I would imagine the Patriots are in on that player.
0: Is it too soon after the breakup to the on Tinder? The, because the Patriots could, should be on Tinder right now. And they <laughs> should super like Stephon Diggs
1: here's the thing right so like basically here's what here's what just happened they met somebody on twitter they knew that they shouldn't i'm sorry on tinder they knew that this person was kind of crazy kind of a but you know it was just so good they had such a fun time it was just the, uh, you know they they this this particular person was just crazy did all the crazy freaky stuff that you always dreamed of And then a couple days went by and you realize, oh, no, you know, this is this is more than I really signed up for. Everything else was great. You know, everything in bed was fantastic. I had a blast. I mean, I've never known anybody in bed, you know, as good as you, but I just can't do this anymore. You know, you you cut ties, you you delete that person from your phone and they're still hitting you up the next day and they're tweeting about you. And it's just a disaster. And but you know what? You get back on that horse, you get back on Tinder and you say, I am going to find Somebody who maybe isn't quite as good in bed, but is still very good looking and will at least, you know, love me for who I am. How does that sound?
0: That was beautiful, LB. That makes me want to find love right now. (laughs) Wait, I already found him. His name's Josh Gordon.
1: His name's Jacob Johnson, right? Jacob. That's right. Jacob Johnson. I feel like his name...
0: LB... The most controversial thing that happened over the weekend that we haven't talked about yet—the last thing before we talk about more football—how about Bill Belichick sideline interview, where the where the uh, the woman asks him about Antonio Brown and he just gives the death stare, and I've I've heard the arguments of his, the handshake going out, but I just don't buy it. What do you think I'll be?
1: Here's the thing. And I, and I really want – I know that – I really want to hear what you have to say on this. I had read a couple different things from a few different people say, you know, it was just an awkward pause or it was just – he was just trying to figure out if the um, – he was just trying to figure out if the interview was over, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'll let you touch on that a little bit more in one second. And I'll just say this. For those of anybody who's who's making it out like he did it because it was a woman, that is so silly. I don't think Bill cares if you're a woman – a robot a man a friggin alien i i legitimately don't think he gives one single f about going. any of that but you know it's just goofy uh so i just wanted to address that part of the fact that it was a woman didn't it, you know people are overdoing it okay he if we want equality he should stare down her the same way he would stare down a man correct Is he supposed to not do that because it's a woman? And I'll let you now now get to what you heard about it because I know you listen to many podcasts and you have one in particular that you really like. So I really want people to hear what you heard about it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Bill Belichick should treat everyone the same way, like he would treat Ben Volan. But Michael Lombardi on his podcast kind of debunked this a little bit because he said that the face that Bill Belichick made was the face that he usually makes – when he thinks they've already been over over something and you clearly didn't get the message. And so what that means is Bill Belichick did not have to do this little sideline interview, but he said he would, it is what Michael Lombardi was saying. And he alluded to, don't ask me about Antonio Brown, but I will give you an, uh, an interview, a sideline interview before the game. And so she asked him about Antonio Brown and says, I would be remiss if I didn't, which that's code for, I know you told me I shouldn't, but here I go. And yes, Bill Belichick should be allowed to be asked about Antonio Brown, but he did not want to in this spot. He already told you that. And how about ask him at his next next media availability? Someone will inevitably ask him about Antonio Brown. That's the spot. Then you can let Bill be an asshole or say nothing or whatever, but... I don't think this, this was the time to be mad at Bill Belichick for being Bill Belichick. It was actually Bill Belichick owning.
1: I love the notion that, oh, well, it's just the reporter doing their job. But whatever happens to them doing their job with a situation where, you know, I told you I won't ask you about this. Thank you for granting this interview with me that I normally – you probably weren't going to do. So you grant it to me under these certain circumstances, but now because I need to quote unquote do my job, I'm just going to be a slime ball and ask you the question anyways, even though I told you I wouldn't. So it turns into this whole thing. They're just doing their job, which is bullcrap because shouldn't part of their job also be to do it with integrity? You promised him you wouldn't ask this question and then you got him in front of the camera. You put him on the spot. You did it anyways. Then you got national outcry from it because now everybody's mad at Bill after you essentially already promised him, I won't ask you this. At the end of the day, Belichick's job, because everybody loves to say they're just doing their job. Well, at the end of the day, Belichick's job is to coach a football team. If he didn't want to do that dumbass interview, he didn't have to. He did it with you anyways. And then you go ahead and you ask the question that you promised you wouldn't ask. So it gets so old, like they're just doing their job. Well, in that situation, it sounds to me like their job was to interview him and not ask that particular question i don't, I don't see why that's you know and, and belichick is gonna do that because belichick i've said this many times in the past i love belichick greatest coach ever let's be honest here he's not the friendliest person in the world if you were gonna spend a weekend out with somebody um for a celebrity or somebody that is bill belichick on the top of your list like oh man i would love to just hang out with that guy i mean i don't know maybe maybe it's I've heard some people say that he's different, you know, with players. And I've also heard some former players say that he was kind of a dick, you know, uh, Ted Johnson. said, But that's, that's all a different story for another day. At the end of the day, I just thought that it was kind of crappy to ask him after what you told me to ask him a question after saying you wouldn't ask him the question. So the whole they were just doing their job thing sounds kind of like bull crap to me. It sounds like an excuse because in that situation, their job was to not ask him a question.
0: That will be I've been a Patriots fan. Since two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> I've been a Patriots
1: fan since twenty eighty
0: brother. Has never lied to or deceived anyone.
1: I can't remember the last time he lied, honestly. I think it's been like a week and a half when they said that they didn't know Antonio Brown had those accusations. So it's been a while.
0: You should do your job and act honorful honor honorfully. Honorfully. <laughs> honorful. <laughs> <laughs> Like Bill Belichick would, because he would never lie or deceive anyone, you coward. So when Bill Belichick (laughs) expects you to not lie and deceive, that's exactly what you don't do. You don't lie and deceive to Bill Belichick, the man who has never lied and deceived, and everyone weeps. Bill would never, okay? Bill is a saint. He would never lie to anybody.
1: So the fact, he lies about the funniest stuff ever. Like, I mean, he he goes on, he goes, he gets in front of the podium and actually says that these teams are like good. Remember the time though that like they were playing the Rams and uh, Jeff Fisher was the coach, and we all know how much he hated Jeff Fisher, and he just went on and raved about the punter for 40 minutes. That had to have been like the best Belichick moment ever because like he basically owned and said the Rams sucked by not saying anything and just sucking up to the punter for 40 minutes. Johnny Hecker, do you remember that? interview he literally talked about johnny hecker for like a half an hour and how great the punter is that has to be if bill belichick gets around the podium and talks about your punter for 30 minutes your team must really suck because he sits there and gets up on the podium and he tells us that the dolphins after getting blown out 59 to 10 are going to be a huge test
0: yeah absolutely i mean bill belichick lies every single week when he says so-and-so team it's going to be a really tough week or it's going to be a really tough game lies Lies. All <laughs> lies. He <laughs> really
1: is. What a liar. What a freaking liar. The <laughs> no, Jets are going to be a one. huge W's
0: test. W, W. That's a W.
1: That's 4 uh, 0 now for Bill this year. <laughs> By the way, I do, I do think 4 0 is coming because I'm sorry. Josh Allen effing stinks and they're going to eat him alive.
0: Oh, that's a massive WLB. So, actually, what we should talk about is Jets Patriots because that game happened. I know most of America didn't see the game or didn't care about the game because Bill Belichick traded Demarius Thomas with mononucleosis to the Jets because he knew that he would kiss Sam Darnold. We already went over this. Everyone knows this already. I already reported it, as reported for us on Title Talk. So big takeaways from this game. Edelman gets hurt. The Patriots offense before this looks absolutely amazing. And something that LB actually said was that they game planned for AB to play the entire game, and then he didn't, and the Patriots offense owned anyway. And then Edelman went out, and it made me think, wow, this team just went from, like, the best offense in the NFL or, or top three, top four offense to, like, meh, like, really fast.
1: I really believe that had an impact because it's not like they game – we all know that they, as far as everything everybody has ever reported in the NFL, right? They implement their game plan on Wednesdays, correct? Mondays are, you know, films. Tuesday is, like, a walkthrough. Or maybe it's Tuesday, but, but you know what I'm alluding to. By the time Friday comes, your your game plan is in, it's set, it's ready to go, it's done. So, Antonio Brown, first time we've said his name in the pod, he obviously was there with the team all week. The text messages that he sent out on a Wednesday then became public Thursday night around midnight, I believe, and the Patriots have a press conference the next day, and he's gone that at, by about, I think, five o'clock on that Friday, so in my opinion, of course, that has an impact because he went through practice not just the rest of the week, but he was in practice on Friday. So they practiced with Antonio Brown all week. And I would say he's the best wide receiver in the NFL, maybe, you know, if not top three or at least he was who knows if he plays again. So you went through a whole week of preparation with that wide receiver as gifted and as talented as he is in your game plan. He's playing Monday. I'm sorry. He's playing Sunday. And then all of a sudden Just like that, he's gone. After practicing on Friday, mind you, he was still with them on Friday. All of a sudden, that player is no longer in your game plan. You have to make adjustments. I mean, as well as Philip Dorsett has played, as well as some of these other guys have played, that has an impact after a whole week of practice. I mean, you can't practice with a great player, tops at their position all week, say Tom Brady, and then on Friday, say Tom's not playing. We're going to start Stidham and not and and expect to not see a difference because, you know, every player is different. You game plan to play. And we we all know how the Patriots are. They game game plan specifically for skill sets, um, for specifically things that they see in another defense that they can kind of attack for weaknesses in the other team. So, in my opinion, it had a major effect. And like you said, it still looked great when Edelman was there. Um, The Edelman situation is worrisome because he had the injury in the preseason Now he's got this new injury and just, you know, when he's out there, they look fantastic. But, man, I I don't know about you, Bryson. I worry about what happens if something happens to Edelman. I, I don't know what happens to this offense if he is lost at some point again.
0: Yeah, I actually agree. And you just made the great case to trade for Stephon Diggs. And also Josh Gordon, like, dislocated his finger in the middle of the game.
1: Now, is there anything, any reason to be concerned with that? Or is it just totally fine? I mean, it, you'd, you'd imagine that should affect him. A dislocated finger is going to hurt for a couple weeks. So hopefully that doesn't become a lingering issue for him. I don't know if you've heard anything else about it.
0: Nope. Uh, I think Josh Gordon's going to be okay, though. Like his fingers might be mangled, but he is still amazing. That's, a, that's another thing I kind of want to talk about. In this game, I'm finally glad to see, you know, he did it a few times last season. But Tom Brady... Trusting Josh Gordon and just throwing, him up, throwing it up, letting Josh make a play, which is awesome to see because Josh is not going to separate at all times. He's not the way the Patriots are using him right now. He's not always going to be open like versus Xavier and Howard. He's, he was basically sacrificed to the side to one side. But with Josh Gordon is covered. He's also open because he's Josh Gordon. So glad to see Tom Brady throwing the ball to Josh Gordon. Very amazing to see because that's what he's really good at. He didn't catch the fade and that was disappointing, but he also hasn't played, he hasn't played that much football this year. He was suspended. Like this is still really an extension of his preseason. If you remember the fourth preseason game was the first game he played and that was with Jared Stidham. So this is actually coming up on his fifth game. This year, so still, still probably a ways to go with the Brady Josh Gordon connection. Yeah,
1: I think that most people would kind of agree that at times last year it didn't always look great either. There was so, there was definitely a few games in there where the you could tell there was still a lot of work to be done. I think that they spent some time together in the off season, but still not quite the same as you know with the coaches there. You know, with the team, obviously Josh wasn't there. Josh was kind of off, getting better, getting healthier this off season. So no camp necessarily. Uh, He did play in that fourth preseason game, I believe, correct? It was the fourth one. I don't think he played in the third one. Yep, Um, he played in the fourth one. So in my opinion, he definitely needs that time with Brady. They just need to get on the same page. At times it doesn't look crisp. But like you said, you know, when he trusts them, you see it. Cause, like you said, he's not necessarily a separation guy. He's more of the type of guy you need to let make a play with it. He's not going to burn past people probably at this point in his career.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the the offense the, the offense definitely could use another receiver. I mean, I know his name is Nikhil Harry, but Nikhil mm-hmm. Harry also he's a rookie, and I think that would be expecting a lot of Nikhil Harry if something ever happened to Julian Edelman. So I would be all for the Stephon Diggs trade, and I'm glad to see Tom Brady crushing our good friend. Big fan of the podcast, by the way, Josh Gordon. And so the, the other thing, um, LB, that happened in this game, a lot of people are crushing Sony, and I know that even though I am Sony's biggest fan, everyone expects me to defend Sony right now because I love Sony Michelle and he's an amazing player. You know what? Sony Michelle, he's a great pass blocker. He doesn't, he doesn't get credit for that, I guess. A lot of people don't know that. But he, when he's in the game and they run play action, he's such a run tell that the linebackers just come up to the line immediately. That's why Ryan Izzo had the long catch where he looked like Ryan Gronkowski. And it was kind of fun. I wish he would have stiff-armed the guy so bad. Like, Gronk stiff-arms that guy to the absolute ground. And I do too, but that's, that's not the point. But... <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reason why he's so open is because teams know that Sonny Michelle is going to be running the ball. And so I just think if they just, if they just balance out, if they just balance out his handoffs when he's in the game, like last year was like 70 some percent and it worked because the offensive line was extremely good. But I think now you can't, you can't really do that now. And I don't think, especially with, I just with the Gronk out, I don't think you can do it. You need to pass you need to pass the ball more with Sony on the field. Even if you don't throw him a pass. If you don't want to throw him a pass, that's fine. But you just need it just feels like the team needs to pass the ball, run way more play action when he's on the field, because it'll make it easier for him and the team in the run game when they do decide to handle the ball. Because right now, I mean, it's obvious. Like teams teams know Sony Michelle run the ball. Like it's obvious. You can tell from the play action. You can tell from his runs. Like it's not so much Sony suck. It's more of like the other team knows Sony's going to run.
1: That's actually a great way of looking at it, honestly, about the, uh, the play, uh, the, just the passing in general, even if you're not throwing a football his direction, to at least have him on the field on some passing downs just because it will, make, it will make teams respect that play action more. And, you know, it's honestly kind of a shame all those reports out of camp was that, you know, he looked way better in the passing game. We, we haven't seen it. And I know a lot of people, they want to blame... The Patriots for this, like, well, it's not his fault that the team doesn't use him that way. I mean, it kind of is his fault. Though, I mean, you know, maybe he was born with that limitation. But it's not the Patriots' fault that they can't throw to the guy. I mean, they don't want to throw to the guy. I mean, it is what it is. And truthfully, I think most of us would agree that if they're going to throw to a running back, would probably prefer that they're throwing it to James White or Rex Burkhead, correct? So, I mean, I'm not going to go crazy if they don't want to get him heavily involved in the passing game. But you know. Then this is kind of what happens is you wind up with a guy who you know i guess I guess like you said, at least he's a great pass pass protector, he's a great pass blocker, and you know at least he makes that play action go. Um, I would love to almost see some of their play actions with other running backs on the field and see how effective it is with him on the field versus play action with. James White and Rex Burkhead on the field. You would imagine it would go most effective Sony, second effective Rex, third effective James White because he's more of your a lot of receptions, less carries. Burkhead's more balanced, and Sony is more carries, you know, no receptions. So it's an interesting dynamic that they have going on right now. I'm not exactly sure how they fix it. Obviously, the offensive line has to play better, but in Sony's case, it's a tough fix, in my opinion, because who really wants to throw the football to him, anyways?
0: Um, most notably, I will be Sony Michelle's I think first pass in the NFL. One of the first ones it uh, most notably hit him in the face mask. He just had no idea it, where that football was coming from, baby. It was, but I I, I will defend Sony here just a little bit. It's just yeah, it, it's I've, I said last year the whole year like they should be passing the ball more with him on the field, and it worked because the offensive line was really good and. Now it's not playing to that level in the run-blocking game, which is a lot of people worried about it. The Patriots, I've been I've been thinking about every, in the past years when I complained about the Patriots running game, it was always in the beginning of the year. So I'm not worried about it. The, the offensive line will, go, will, uh, will pick it up in the run game. But the other good things from this game that I really like they'll be was Tom Brady looks good. He's moving well. His eyes are down the field. He's very accurate. His ball placement, his attitude. Everything is extremely good about Tom Brady, and it's amazing. Like last year, he had he had the injury we heard, and this year his ball looks much, much better in my opinion. He's still crazy accurate. There's, In my opinion, I haven't seen any zip loss on it. If anything, his zip looks better from last year, and it looks more similar to like 2017. And also, Newhouse wasn't bad at all. Newhouse got in there, allowed a pressure, and a, I think quarterback hit maybe two. He wasn't he wasn't a total disaster. They did they weren't gonna I don't think they're gonna lose games because of Newhouse. So that's good news to me. Like he's played solid enough and of course they give him help. They chip with the backs and chip with the tight ends, but he's in a, he's occasionally okay in the past game. And he has Joe Tooney beside him and Ryan is James White, Rex Perkhead. So I'm not too worried about the offensive line. It'll come together. Isaiah Wynn will be back. Everything is smooth sailing right now for me with the Patriots offense, unless our good friend Julian Edelman gets hurt again.
1: Yeah. I'm not as concerned as other people, man. You know, I like, you know, you had no James white. You, as we talked about, you prepared with AB all week. You have Josh Gordon. Who's just starting to get his football legs back under him. Um, and they still scored thirty points, and I feel like this. There's a few other things in there that we could probably allude to as well that we didn't even hit on, you know. But there's there's still plenty of good things going on right now. Most notably, as you said, Tom Brady looks fantastic. His numbers through three games are fantastic. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions. He's playing really well. Um, he's just been he's been really good, and I don't see. I'm not seeing as much panic as others. I think you and I would both agree that we'd love to see another wide receiver come in here, but if they don't get another wide receiver, I don't think it's necessarily going to cost them a championship or anything, because this defense might be the best defense I've seen the Patriots have, and they've had some really good defenses.
0: Oh, uh, yes, it We love the Patriots defense. I know you and a lot of other people were very, very mad at good friend of the podcast, Gunnar Oshetsky and, I think his, I think his high school coach, college coach, follows one of us. Is that how you say his name? That's it, right? I'm not sure. I think, I'm,
1: I, I think you got it.
0: His college coach follows us on Twitter, so he loves Gunner. But Gunner fumbled. Uh, it was the first touchdown of the season. Then, of course, Stidham had the pick six. The Patriots' defense still zero touchdowns allowed. It's. Uh, it's Since the run in the, in the Super Bowl, and really the Chiefs playoff game, the Patriots defense has been just outstanding. And the one player from the Patriots defense that is really outstanding, just one, there's many, one of many, by the way, Stephon Gilmore, which Ryan, Gil, Ryan Clark says he thinks Stephon Gilmore is on 09 Revis territory. And I don't think he's that wrong. I think Stephon Gilmore has been good for three years now especially in the postseason, which is supposed to matter. It matters to a lot of people, especially people that, that think Eli Manning's in the Hall of Fame. So Stephon Gilmore is an elite corner, has been elite corner, was the best corner in, in the NFL last year, is going to be the best corner in the NFL this year. So that's, that's three years of eliteness, because he was also pretty elite in 20, 2017. So that's three years of eliteness. And he's he's flips the field like Revis did. Like he hasn't quite played the level of wide receivers yet. But last year his and he last year his season last year was better than O nine Revis's year. So right now I think Gilmore is definitely on par talent wise. He's been amazing, man. The toe tap the toe tap interception that I think should have counted. He posted a picture of it. The ball was in his hands. He got both feet down. If they would have just looked at that still shot, they would have called it a catch. That was incredible to me
1: oh yeah he's a freak i mean he's incredible man he's i liked what clark said too where he said that he's in like a zen like place right now and he's actually so right because he is. The, he is it's like the game is coming so easily to him right now can I you watch him OB? yeah absolutely
0: when i when i watch the patriots again it just looks like stefan gilmore is trying to bait the quarterbacks into throwing them balls <laughs> like whenever whenever stefan gilmore just wants to lock someone down He's just in their hip pocket the whole way. But there will be plays where Stephon Gilmore knows where the ball's coming and he just bites back a little bit. And then there he is to make a play on the ball or get close to it. I think he's going to have a big interception here. I've been saying it. And it looks, I've been saying it all year. And now it's come, now it looks like it might come true. He's been, he's been crazy, man. He's been crazy good.
1: Even on the play there, uh, where he, it looked to me like he baited Fitzpatrick, the one that he got tipped up and McCordy picked it off. Was it McCordy that was Johnny on the spot? I think it was, right? and he but he anyways he, he tipped it up it got intercepted on that play that to me it looked like he just pretty much baited Fitzpatrick do it, he pretty much said I, I did throw it here Fitzpatrick did he jumped it tipped it got picked I mean he looks incredible and the game is just coming so easily to him right now and I loved it last week Robbie Anderson had some words you know he holds a lot Robbie Anderson made a few comments about him last season as well a snapchat post I think or Instagram something like that and uh Robbie Anderson finishes the day with three catches for 11 yards I don't even I, I think only one of those catches came on came on Gilmore I think it was that last one where he slammed him to the ground and just absolutely crushed him but I mean Gilmore right now is playing incredible dude he just looks insane and he what I like about him is he's silently kind of just cocky slash confident last year of course Jalen Ramsey made some comments and Gilmore said it's always those zone guys who talk the most so Gilmore we absolutely I mean,
0: oh my God we stand. Yeah, I was just gonna say that, man. We
1: absolutely love it. We love to see Gilmore just clown, and then he never went back on, uh, <laughs> so like in Trand again. That was it. He made those comments, and that was it. He was never back on again.
0: Yeah, I love it too. I absolutely love Stefan Gilmore. The no sleeves thing, like I think he wore a half sleeve on his forearm, but I like the no sleeves for Gilmore. Show off those biceps, man! you guess he looks really great without the sleeves? He really does. Like big jersey fan. Gilmer just looks really good without sleeves, especially in the pads blue. Man, he looks great. And the other, the other I... guy who looks great that LB likes number fifty eight, Jamie Collins. Ugh. Yeah, Jamie Collins looks good. He looks, he looks, he's just. It's hilarious to see him be the freak that he was here, but now he has his head on straight. I swear this is the best he's ever looked, and it's like you send somebody to, to a dumpster
1: fire like Cleveland where they don't win any games for a while, quite literally. I'm pretty sure that he was on that team that went winless, um, and then they won like one game the other year he was there, and it was just a total train wreck. And for him now, he goes from that. He goes from being a, a champion. Then he gets traded during a championship season where the Patriots go on to win the Super Bowl, and I don't think – I'm pretty sure, sure that's the other Browns didn't win a single football game. And then he's on the Browns again the next year. And, you know, you just – you can't be in a good place. And then the Patriots, they call you up after you've made all this money in your career now because the Browns paid him. Now the Patriots give you a call. Hey, look, you know that defense that just allowed three points to the 11th all-time scoring offense in the Super Bowl? You want to come help us? And it must just be the best feeling in the world, because now you know you're already going to a good defense. And now there's less pressure on you, too, because Matt Patricia kind of made things very complicated on guys like players like Collins under Matt Patricia. They were like, you know, he just made it so complicated. It's like watching this defense now, it just doesn't feel like pulling teeth. Even people love people say that 2016 defense or 2015 or 2014. I mean, The 2014 defense was great. It was probably just as talented, if not close to as talented, as the one we're seeing this year. But this defense is much better because they don't have Matt Patricia just making things, like, so difficult. You know what I mean here? Like, you got guys like Collins just flying around the field just playing football again. They don't have to overthink anything. And Collins, I swear, this is the best I've ever seen him play.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It, Collins looks great. Matt Patricia is not here. Gerard Mayo is here. That probably helps a lot because he actually respects Gerard Mayo. And why shouldn't he respect Gerard Mayo and not Matt Patricia? Do, you, do we remember the, Patri- the Patriots even was awesome. Don't get me wrong in 2014. But they also like had two 14-point leads on them in the playoffs against the Ravens. They allowed, they allowed 24 to the Seahawks. And it looked like they were getting ready to lose the game whenever Malcolm Butler made the interception. And ironically enough, Jamie Collins had a catch, had a, allowed a catch to Marshawn Lynch on a wheel route on that, on that drive, too. So, Matt Patricia, most third, also our boy Dom knows most third down conversions in the league with the Patriots. <laughs> Something like that, right?
1: I, I am pretty sure that I saw somebody post that stat that he gave up the most third and longs in the NFL. Like, Oh, my God. Just Patricia sucked. I love Gerard Mayo. I don't – what has happened, dude? Like I've, I've asked you, and I know that we've talked about it a little bit in the past, but Flores comes in, no experience, calm plays. Amazing, right? Does this great job. Gerard Mayo comes in, I mean, off the street. He was doing television. He hasn't even ever coached before, and he comes in with even less experience than Flores besides obviously playing in the Patriots system but on a coaching level he comes in and he's doing even better. I mean, what 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 has happened because for years watching the Patriots defense was just brutal. I mean, it was it sucked for a long time like from the years from like 2009 to I want to say right up around the time Talib got here, we started to feel a little bit of a change, but it still wasn't at this level. I mean, was Patricia really that bad, man? Like, have these other coordinators really been that bad? Has Belichick gotten better? Has Is it just the coordinators? It's such a strange thing. It's like they've always had talent, but why the hell is it just all of a sudden at? It's better than it's ever been. This what what happened the other day, Belichick allowed the fewest total yards in his history as a head coach with the Patriots, or just period, I believe. I think it was what, 115 total yards? They gave up ninety-eight passing yards, man. And that doesn't include sacks. It was actually less than ninety-eight passing yards if you throw in the sacks. Like, like what is this? This is insanity. Why did it it went from pretty decent I guess with Patricia where people would actually defend him though and they'd say yeah but points per game see now we're actually seeing what a real good defense looks like it's not just about points per
0: game you're right yes LB you're absolutely right not allowing points and not allowing yards that is the definition of a really good defense I like yards per per play personally with defense and under Matt Patricia the Patriots yards per play really wasn't that great they just happened to be situationally pretty good in the red zones and other areas and also having Tom as your quarterback and forcing the other teams to maybe do things they don't want to because they're down probably helps a whole lot as well. Like when I'm watching the jets game, LB the funniest thing was seeing Le'Veon Bell trot out there. Like I'm, I'm surprised at this point because I assume they go down 14 or 13, whatever it was. I assume that Lev Bell would be in the stand cell on this mixtape, but he's actually in the game running the wildcat. And I, I'm just baffled like and. An, an NFL head coach is getting paid millions of dollars to go into Gillette Stadium with Le'Veon Bell and run the Wildcat against the Patriots defense, who might be, which might be one of the best, literally of all time. That—that's what you got, Le'Veon Bell running the Wildcat. I said, so just um, that amazed me to start off with. His,
1: his, oh my God, he is in for his tweet after the game. All you haters and people doubting me and doubting my team. It's like, look, man, no offense, but. Your team sucks, and I just don't see them turning it around anytime soon. Darnell better come back and be as good as they think he is because that's another team, man. Them and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a next level of suck. The Jets are pretty friggin' bad, though. And I actually saw a lot of people thinking that they could make the playoffs this year. Some people in our very chat were saying they could see the the Jets winning 10 games. I don't see that. I just don't see that talent. They have a couple players on defense, don't get me wrong. You know, guys like Adams, they have a couple defensive linemen that are really good players, but... Ugh, that offense, man, just another situation may, you know, I guess it all comes down to Darnold. Darnold better be as be really good. And he better be able to elevate players because like you said, if you're going to walk into Gillette stadium and your game plan is let's run the wildcat in 2019. I mean, you probably lost the game at that point.
0: Yeah. That's, that's actually really funny. Like but here's the best defense of all time. Let's run the Wildcat, which brings up to my my point about about the defense, LB. You're an offense. Let's say – let's give the offense some credit. It's third and five. And years past against the Patriots, you'd be like, well, you know, maybe you can throw it to the tight end. Your tight ends kind of kill the Patriots a bit. Or maybe throw it to the back. Their linebackers can't really cover, people used to say. But now it's third and five. What do you do? What do you do if you're an offense, LB, against the Patriots?
1: I don't know, man. You pray, truthfully. I mean, third and – I remember the, it, when it was third and 15, and you'd be like, oh, come on, the defense. The fall court,
0: everyone hated the fall because of Matt Patricia. It, it gives me PTSD to this day. And now, do they but, not do it anymore? They still do it, but, like, Brian Flores, he helped a little bit. I didn't feel so scared. Now it's less scary, but I still was having PTSD last year from the fall with Matt Patricia. <laughs> oh, but this oh, year, Patricia. It's like, yeah, I don't know what you do because John Jones has been – probably the best corner in the nfl if not second best and j mac's been good jc jackson's been uh, people are are, people can like kind of say about jc's ball skills i now have but he's still been a really really good corner chung's been good d mac's been really good everyone in the second is good the pass the pass rush has been really good like michael bennett has been really good. He hasn't played that many snaps, but Lawrence Guy's getting pushed. Danny Shelton's getting pushed. You have Hightower and Kyle Van Noy on the edges. Jamie Collins on the edge. They can do so much, and they're finally marrying the the pass rush with the coverage, which is beautiful. Because the Patriots usually their pass rush kind of isn't that great. They kind of like the must rush, but now they're being they're being pretty aggressive. Still setting the edge. Still stopping the run whenever they want to, and also just clamping down teams with the pass. So it's going to be really hard. Like the only hope you have if you're an NFL team is to just like throw a bomb, maybe pick on Daron Harmon a little bit and man coverage. Maybe you find like Van Noy on a back and you like go at that matchup, but it's going to be real tough sledding for teams all year.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you do. I've never. I mean, I don't understand what finally clicked in this team. I don't, I don't understand what finally just clicked because I swear this is the defense that people think Brady's had the past fifteen years. Yes, they see this, now. It's the funny and, part. and not, not just that, Bryson. But how, how long have we seen the takes, right? Brady gets carried by his defense. They're top ten in points per game every year. These same people will look at you and say the Patriots get six free easy wins every single year because their division blows. Okay. Well, maybe their points per game is impacted by playing those six crappy teams, or maybe those six crappy teams aren't that, you know, pick either one you want. But now the defense is playing great. And Patriots fans are actually even like talking about it a ton, how great the defense looks. And now the, the people that hate the Patriots are saying they're not even that good. They've just played bad teams. It's just incredible. You would think right now people would be like, yeah. You know, the Patriots defense is playing great, but it always does. Like, you know, this is just Brady getting carried. Instead, they're just basically saying the Patriots defense actually isn't good. They didn't allow three points in the Super Bowl. They didn't hold Patrick Mahomes, NFL MVP, who had over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdown passes, to zero points and a half of football. They didn't shut down the Chargers, the best road team in the NFL, in the playoffs. You know, it's just it all came together last year. And people now, it's like they're fighting us on it. Now they want to fight us on the Patriots defense actually being good. Which is just weird. Have you noticed this? We're being fought on saying the Patriots defense is good. Which is just like so goofy to me. Like, I'm about to just start saying, yeah, you guys are right. This defense actually sucks and Tom Brady is carrying this bum-ass team.
0: Yeah, and you would be right, LB, because they are bums and Tom Brady carries them all.
1: They suck. This defense actually isn't good either they have just played bad teams the defense sucks the rams actually were just they choked in the super bowl uh what else can we say here they, they the, the entire team sucks josh gordon sucks edelman sucks belichick actually sucks too i think it's all brady personally i think that's why i think brady has just been playing great defense this year
0: yeah brady earning brady <laughs> earning he, he, i know he's owning because there was a packers fan that posted a video of the um, Tom Brady roughing the passer call, right? Or legal hands to the face, whatever it was, in the Chiefs AFC yep. Championship game. So rent-free Packers Pitt. fan. Rent-free.
1: Yep, that, but that. I mean, truthfully, Packers fans shouldn't be running their mouths about anything right now because they're winning despite Rodgers. Right now Aaron Rodgers is a game manager. His season high in passing yards is 235 yards. Four touchdowns, no picks. Average that out over three games. I think his ratings like a 96. Most of these games his QBR has sucked. Um, he's a game manager right now. So I don't know why Packers fans are even running their mouths. Like, look at this weak-ass penalty. It's like, shut up. Your quarterback's a game manager now. And he's making, what, the most money in the NFL or second most probably at this point with some of the new contracts. They're paying this quarterback all that money to be a game manager. Very cool. They'll come undone because when their defense starts to shit the bed, like I hope it does. And hopefully that's what happens because F Packer fans at this point. I really hope that defense begins to just unravel a little bit and we can see Aaron Rodgers get exposed at, as the bum that he now is. He is now – he is no longer elite. He's probably around that 10 range. He's a game manager. Have fun with that. And that little 14-year-old who posts all these, like, Packers weird videos that people, like, Packers fans actually like him. It's like, have you seen this kid, dude? Yeah, a little bit. You just
0: hate he's, to see it. You hate to see He's, like, living. 14. Yeah. This is rent-free. This is rent-free at this point. It is rent-free. Anything else that we need to say about the Patriots' defense or offense? Um, Very good. All of them?
1: Yeah. Rex Burkhead is better than Sony. Uh, James White will be back. And Rex Burkhead is better than Sony.
0: I didn't say it. You said it. All right. Last thing, LB. I guess we just got to get in the gym corner. Gym corner for all of our gym bros and Bruce F's I would call him Yeah, I'll be I Woke up yesterday weighed myself 181 Just really depressed Took a bunch of creatine drank a bunch of water. I've been flexing in the mirror. Just hit uh, Just hit shoulders and back looking in the mirror it's a long, it's a long fall. I'll be. I've lost ten pounds. I don't know how. I don't know how this is. I don't know how this has happened. But I've done it, and you know, people are starting to say, "Hey, you look thinner." And it's just, it's not a good feeling. Okay, everyone knows it. It's not a good feeling. Everyone says you look, you look thinner. Hey, if like no one says, "Hey, you know, you look like you've been working out." No, it's the opposite. Look smaller. Like, what's going on, Brayson? Sorry, I'm sorry
1: you're right it's the worst it's like it's it, to, uh, to, to a gym boy to like a guy who likes to go to the gym one of those gym bros it's like one of those things where it's like it's it's like looking at a woman and being like hey you gained some weight and telling her hey you look kind of fat that's basically what it is for us guys when you're like all into the gym and dudes start looking at you like saying like hey man you look thinner you know how that's like a woman's dream and shit that's my dream right now i wish people would look at me and be like oh dude you look so thin i'd be like <laughs> thank you but like when you're in your situation it's like that's like the most insulting thing somebody can say to you it's like they just insulted your mother and it's just like oh wow that's great thanks for telling me i look skinny thanks for telling me i look like i'm in shape you awful human but you know what truthfully i'm happy you said that because i am a big believer in flexing in the mirror holding it i i really am it works. Flex in the mirror. Hold it for a while. You'd be shocked at the pumps you go walk away with. You feel like you just worked out most of the time. It actually does work. I don't know why people don't listen to it, because I think maybe they feel stupid doing it, but it works. Like, you can sit in your bed and flex and stuff if you want to and hold it, but it just works better if you're looking in a mirror. I don't know why. It must be like a mental thing, but...
0: Yeah, actually, be there is science behind this, because... Um, a lot of sports psychologists have studied this and actually when they sit, when you sit down, especially if you're in the gear, like if you're in the, if you're in your lifting gear and you're at your house or if you're at the basketball court and you're in your gear or you're in your gear somewhere, as long as you're like, your mind is ready to go and you think about it, you can activate your muscles just by thinking at a very low level, but you can. So what you're saying makes sense. Focusing on your muscles, lifting at the gym, doing whatever you're doing your brain will activate those muscles, and you'll find on EMGs that there will be muscle activity. So what you're saying is backed by science. So congratulations, bro science, meet real science. <laughs> there have been multiple studies that say this, so good job, LB. You are now a scientist. Congratulations.
1: Did you see, did you see this video going around in the Bears' locker room?
0: <sighs> yes. Yes, I did. It's
1: what are your funny, thoughts man. on that?
0: It's funny. I mean, I, I actually, I'll, I'll talk about it. Planet Fitness, I, I, when I went up to Massachusetts, of course, I, I joined a gym, Planet Fitness. And I got home, tried to cancel it, couldn't cancel it. And they, they, they're still messaging me. Like, my car, I, they, I lost my card in Nashville, got drunk, lost my card watching the Patriots. And I canceled it. And they're still like, you haven't paid. You have a balance, those assholes. Anyway, but gyms like Planet Fitness, big gyms, you walk in. And there's always old men naked. Like, for some reason, once you get a certain age, you're just like, I don't care who sees it, but you're going to see it. And here it is. And football locker rooms are, like, are kind of the same way. Like, dudes just walk around naked. Like, some dudes just, like, love walking <laughs> around naked. And Kyle Long loves walking around naked. So shout out to you, Kyle Long, because that's a massive W. I hate
1: it. I hate it, man. I could never d- – I was always – like, but there was always a couple guys that would get naked, and I just – it was just awkward and weird and, like – i felt like it was kind of going away but i mean it's kind of funny like i can't tell if he's aware of the camera or not and you know what I'm, I'm gonna defend kyle long because i've seen some people out here saying that he looked small but you know what it's not easy out here for us guys you know what i'm saying man you know sometimes when you're not in that particular mood you know we're not at our best so let's give kyle long a break okay he was just standing there he was unaware of the camera i don't think and you know what? I'll defend Kyle Long on this one. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to say this in a diplomatic way, but you know what? It's not easy out here for us guys. You know, I'm Irish, of course, so it, it's like a curse. You know, it's not always easy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want a picture of just you know any random time. Right? You know what I'm saying here, Bryson? Just a random time, just somebody walks in your room and they see you naked. You're gonna feel better about it at certain times as opposed to other times. I'll say it like that.
0: Yeah, this is like sort of when you do push ups before you go out to the club.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like you you go out with that pump and like you do and you do some flexing in the mirror before you go out. And then you're like, hey, I'm feeling really good right now. I feel like I just lifted Well, Kyle Long was not doing that. You know, he made a mistake.
0: (laughs) He made a mistake. His first mistake was taking off his clothes in a locker room where people shouldn't be recording people naked because they know people Uh, are going to be naked in the locker room. Dude, it's just the worst. How about, about, um, was it Tyreek Cohen, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was Tyreek Cohen. Yep, I think it's Tyreek Cohen. Yeah, Tyreek Cohen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how about him being so self-centered and looking at himself so much? that he misses Kyle Long's wang. Like, he totally misses it. Like, he's in the like, everyone else sees it. Like, when you see this video, everyone sees it. No one sees Tariq Cohen. Like, not one person sees that and they're like, man, look at Tariq Cohen. No, they're like, is that a penis? (laughs) And and he did nothing. He's just standing there rubbing his hands, looking at himself. He's like, man, I look good. Meanwhile, there's a grown man naked in the background. And literally no one misses this but Tariq Cohen and maybe Tariq Cohen's girlfriend. (laughs)
1: It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm sitting there recording myself, right? And there's like a human being just eating another human being in the background. But I'm just like so into myself in that moment. I'm like, hey, everybody, look at me. And I just – I wish I could see those comments that like follow within like those couple of seconds of just like everybody being like, yo, there's a dude naked in the background. I'm like – but you're so right. Like he doesn't even – he do, he has no clue what's going on behind him. It's like for all he knows, this just like <laughs> – there's just somebody being murdered behind him which there might as well have been like can you imagine dude like you're at the gym and that happens like that would blow but i i just want to get back why you know why do dudes have to get naked in the locker room it sucks you know i just was never one of those guys like hey i'm just gonna pull my wang out and walk around like you know what i mean i mean kyle long was pretty comfortable too he was just like hey i do this all the time is that how it is in nfl locker rooms does everybody just get naked
0: I just assume that everyone has, like, a couple of those guys. But, you know, you can do this when you play for the Bears because there's not much media in your locker room after the games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the media is your running back recording your dick out. I mean, can you just imagine? That's the only
0: media you have to worry about. Jesus.
1: (sighs) Can you just imagine, man? I was just, oh, my God. You know, big W for Kyle Long, though, like you said. Just didn't care. He was just like, you know what? Do you think he knew? Has anybody asked him today? Like, hey, Kyle, did you know that everybody can see your schlong?
0: I'm sure he's gone like on a podcast by now And, and talked like already talked about it multiple times I gotta know though Because it's I mean If you're Kyle Long you gotta know Like you, you look at Tariq Con, you, gotta at least, you gotta at least see him And see him like looking at himself And like doing poses and shit in the phone Like at least think that you maybe Like at least he was sending a snapchat to someone And be like oh oh, you know what my, my ass is out with my penis Maybe I should just turn it the other way or get a towel
1: I'm almost surprised that that didn't happen. Remember when Antonio Brown did that after they, after the, the Steelers were about to be headed to the Patriots, and he recorded in the locker room Tomlin saying stuff like, "We're gonna kick the, we hate the Patriots, I hate them, we're gonna kick their ass," and people were mad at Antonio. Like, I'm surprised that there was no naked dudes. So maybe the W goes to the Steelers for not having a bunch of naked dudes in the locker room. I guess you know, because Antonio was remember he was recording himself just looking at the. It was like the weirdest video ever too cuz he was just like smiling looking at the camera like hey like how you doing guys and it was just like what is the point of this video you know what i mean like but i mean truthfully i just wish that like it, it's definitely worse if you go to the gym to work out and you go into the bathroom like you just want to take a piss right and there's 14 naked dudes just sitting around each other all of them with like liver spots and shit all over their face and you're just looking at these dudes like What are you doing? Like, why can't I just take a leak? Why are your balls draped on my bench that I was about to sit at? Like, it's just insanity. I I remember that that's what they said about Hernandez, too, is that he would just rest his, like, nutsack on players bent on their stools. Did you ever read that?
0: Oh, Lord. Who's Antonio Brown, by the way? Who's that guy?
1: Uh, Just some guy. I think he used to play in the NFL. Never. I'm not sure. I think he played in the Arena League.
0: Huh. That's very interesting.
1: Number 17. Played Arena Football, I think.
0: Huh. Sounds a lot like Aaron Dobson, but I don't know. You know,
1: I like Stephon Diggs even more. That's a name that I can get behind.
0: Oh, yeah. Straight for Stephon Diggs. You know what I want to do, Ob? You know, I did this thing. I was going to give a Josh Gordon shirt away. Josh Gordon didn't have a touchdown. He didn't have... 100 yards, and I was certain he was going to because it was the Jets, their outside corners aren't very good. So, you know what? I'll be for our very loyal listeners I'm going to give away a Tom Brady shirt. And if you have listened this far in the podcast, all the way to the end, you already know how to win the Tom Brady shirt because all you have to do is comment on the podcast tweet that I'm going to post with this podcast at Bryson and NFL and tweet. Joe Montana is a system quarterback, Tom Brady goat. That's all you have to do, and then you will have a chance to win. And if only one person does it, guess what? You're going to win the shirt. You're going to win a Tom Brady shirt. I'm going to give away one. If 20 people do it, I'll probably give away two, and that'll be it. So if you want a Tom Brady shirt because Tom Brady's a man and you love title talk, here's your chance. Joe Montana is a believe. system quarterback, and – also tom brady is a go and just hit retweet on the podcast obviously duh retweet and favorite because you I love, love us if you love the podcast why would you not retweet and like it if you love the podcast you love
1: if tom you, brady you and you, like you think us, joe montana is a system quarterback yes
0: yes LB. i mean, if you love. if you like us if you if you love everything that's near to you if you love puppies if you hate puppies you won't do these things if you hate <laughs> babies and puppies and like, love all this evil things and are probably a Jets fan. You won't do this But if you're not and you like us and you want to be our friends, these are things you will do so we love it very much I love LB coming on the podcast as well as everyone else loves LB coming on the podcast Thanks to everyone for listening anything else any last words LB It was really good to talk to you and have some gym corner because you know what? I, I just think I've been running too much man. I think I've been hitting my cardio up too much. I've been running too much you know, it's just too much cardio. I need to remain anabolic. I just need to eat. I just need to eat more. I need to eat yeah, more. Yeah,
1: you know what? I wouldn't worry about it too much, man. I- I've seen you lose weight in the past. You usually gain it back pretty quick. I know. I know what Gronk used to call it. Gronk used to call it skinny jacked because remember, like he had some surgeries back in 2013, I want to say. I think it was when he broke his arm, I want to say. So I think it was after 2013. He uh, he was looking real skinny that off season. And people were talking to him about it, and his words were, "He looks. He was still." He was just skinny jacked now. So that's all you gotta say is that you're skinny jacked. You're skinny jacked, you know, you still cut up, still got those I I, I personally that it's not a bad thing man you know every once in a while it's good to lose some weight winter's coming as soon as winter comes we all know i f- i feel like i gain tons of weight during the winter personally and then i start losing it a little bit for a while so if you're gonna lose it you might as well lose it right before winter winter will come just start waking up putting creatine on all your sandwiches and literally everything you drink if you're gonna drink like a pepsi just put some creatine in there yes you know drink about 14 waters a day do you, now do you, you take protein i'm guessing, right? Just take an extra extra scoop of protein or two. I mean sometimes it can't hurt. It it can hurt though, truthfully, to take too much of it. I've seen – I'm pretty sure I knew a kid get kidney stones from that or something like that, like a total moron. Like he was taking that much protein because I guess he thought thought it was like a (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> it was like a guaranteed like you're gonna get like really
0: swole i've seen t- this before too i've seen this before too especially especially in high school you have all sorts of bros that like just take way too much creatine like creatine is really good for you it's one of the best supplements but it certainly if you were what it does is it it, it it does a weird thing to nitrogen levels and if your nitrogen levels are too high then you are very susceptible to getting kidney damage so if you eat too much protein or too much creatine, which is has nitro- it increases your nitrogen, nitrogenous. But I don't know. But it increases your nitrogen. You can get kidney stones, and that's what dummies do. And probably you know one, there's going to be one of these days where I've just had too much protein and I've been on a bread diet. But thank you. I, I appreciate the the wise words, LB. You're as a fellow dipper. I'm sure everyone that's listening right now is just much smarter right now because of our bread talk, along with some science talk. But it was good talking to you, LB. I really appreciate it. And we'll be, we'll be on later this week to preview the Jets. Not the Jets. We just talked about Jesus, I haven't had enough sleep. Bills, Patriots, <laughs> both undefeated. We love it very much.
1: Yeah, 2-3-0 and o teams, man. Should be a fun week. It's always fun when they go to Buffalo. Those fans are insane. I'm not a big fan of their fans on Twitter, but in real life, I tell you this much, I would love to tailgate with those wild maniacs.
0: Yeah, they love throwing dildos. All right, we'll see you later, (laughs) Elder.
1: Have a good night, man. Thank you, Bryson.